Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hi, I missed you all. Dave. Hi, I missed everybody, but... And Tori. Hello, Internet. I didn't want to be mean. I was going to say <laughs> someone's name, but I was like, oh, it's too mean. I didn't want to say it. Oh, no. I forgot how I start the show for a second, guys. Did you hear that pause? <laughs> I heard your Hi, pause. Tori. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we do good thing now, and Craig starts with that. Oh, well, that's that's novel. Um, Hey, guys, I think it's time. Well, this is a podcast where we talk about novels. It is. Um, but it's time I actually have a kids TV show that I get to recommend, thanks to my daughter. Um, is it Bluey? For you guys. We talked about Bluey. Who aren't Mike. I haven't. Or maybe I have. Well, whatever. Uh, I would like to talk to you about an Australian-made TV show about a cartoon dog family it's called Bluey. Curious George. Bluey. It really has no right to be as good as it is. And like every like it's the one show that she and she watches a lot. There's a there's a she watches all the different Mickey Mouse varieties, which are okay. She watches Blue's Clues, both the new one and the old one. She watches I hate Paw Patrol, but she watches that. Um I hate Paw Patrol because it's basically G.I. Joe, except for dogs, and I'm like, why why are we showing her this? But then we get the Bluey, and I'm like, yes, I want to watch Bluey. It's so good. Guys. Season two, like, it ramps up. Uh, I was watching this, like, this 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 one uh, reviewer who, who, who's talking about He's in his 20s, and he's just like, he doesn't have kids or anything, and he's watching it, and he's like, it, season one's like, all right, this is a bit. I can see why people like it, and you get the season two, and it has stuff. It has good stuff, guys. It is good storylines and they're all like seven minute long it's great guys i am it's great i'm so excited for ada to get old enough to for you to start watching the other really good shows like the phineas and ferbs mm-hmm. the yep. Yep. the steven universes the yep. Yep. Uh, we got all those um, queued up man wow gra- i'm blanking on at- gravity falls avatar we're gonna be at- i've never seen gravity falls so we're gonna do some avatar we're probably gonna start with uh phineas and ferb my wife has tried a little bit of that just to see Test the waters, because you know there there could be stuff. Um, I mean, I'm looking the forward to Steven Universe and Avatar myself. The music's going to appeal to like any age. Like it's very catchy songs. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that she's really going to get the full value of it until she's a few years older. Yeah. Yeah. Like grade school level, probably. Yeah. But yeah, well, we're excited. But we got Bluey now, guys. This is this is the golden age. So good. Uh. Okay. Like. I recommend it for parents. Absolutely, it it uh, it is made for parents and kids. I recommend it for people with kids any age. Go for it, and I recommend it for you guys um, listening right now in our podcast. Like, even if you don't have kids, just go watch it. It's fine. You'll like it. Craig, you, at some point you're gonna need to whip out the Disney afternoon because that was that was so crucial to. <laughs> to my childhood. I assume Dude. yours as well because we're about the same age. Uh, but, I was yeah. a Nickelodeon person, but I oh. see, I get what you're saying. It's it's weird because we have streaming TV now. So, like, I put this, uh, you know, we, we put the Bluey or whatever on, and then it's always like once one is done, time to watch another episode because it just keeps going. 
there is no yeah, stop. Man. Throw on D- Disney Plus, power through the entirety of Tailspin. Move on to DuckTales. Go to Darkwing <laughs> Duck. Aladdin the Animated Series. The, the classic Gargoyles. One. Season one Gummy of Gargoyles. Bears. Yeah. Stop, watch Gargoyles and stop after season one. <laughs> and after you watch Gargoyles, watch Star Trek Next Gen and don't tell her that they're all the same people. <laughs> all right, well, that's it for me. All right, that was not the good thing I was expecting, so I think I know what my good things is going to be. So, Dave, you're up. Up oh, for a good thing? Okay, Um. so last episode... No, I just, I... I just wanted to let everybody know that you're awake. Yeah. Yeah, I got up about... 45 minutes ago from my nap and did a little bit of research on a female video game music composer named Mishiru Yamane uh, who goes by the alias Chiru Chiru apparently Um, and you would know her you better know her from Castlevania series starting with Castlevania Bloodlines she also worked on Symphony of the Night and kind of like the indie offshoot of those games, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. She also was the main composer for that. She's also worked on Nemesis 3 for the MSX, which I just listened to, and it's, like, it's great. Just the, that old Konami, like, I don't know if MSX is 8-bit or what, but, uh, yeah, it's really awesome. Apparently, also Skullgirls, a little work on, which I don't know anything about Skullgirls, but it's a pretty popular indie game. Uh, okay. Metal Gear Solid 4, Gunbari, Goemon 2, which is, I think, the Mystical Ninja series. Uh, what What is Nemesis 3 or MSX? I don't know either of those. MSX is a console created by Konami. So like every game on MSX is a Konami game. It's just kind of like a console that they... It's, I'm not even sure. I don't think it ever came out in, in the U.S., but uh, you know about La Mulana, right? I do know about La Mulana. So La Mulana uh, is a spoof on MSX games. Okay. I, I happen to know a guy who played through it and got a lot of stuff spoiled for him because <laughs> that's the uh, that's the experience. It's part of the experience, yeah. So, Previous to that, I also watched a speedrunner of La Mulana pretty regularly and retained zero information about the game from, <laughs> from those runs. Yeah, so La Mulana... Most people play the remake, but the original one is actually supposed to look and sound like the msx but yeah, i'm not actually sure what years the mxx msx was out but i think uh i think mishiro yamane worked for konami since 1988 uh you can always find more information i'm going to shout out this website probably every week <laughs> during this series the video game music preservation foundation or vugumpf.com and you can find information about all kinds of video game music and composers there uh, my favorite tracks by Mishiru Yamane are Iron Blue Intention from Castlevania Bloodlines on Genesis. It is it is out of this world. you got to go listen to that whole soundtrack, but Iron Blue Intention is my favorite track out of that. I like uh, Marble Gallery from Castlevania Symphony of, the, Symphony of the Night. And she didn't do every song on Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, but my favorites out of her works were Voyage of Promise and Lost Garden. So, yeah, Mishiru Yamane, really, really awesome video game music composer. If you've played any games by Konami and enjoyed the music, chances are she either wrote it or had a strong influence on the music that you enjoy. Neat. All right, I'm going to take that silence to mean that it's my turn. Um, And my turn, for good thing, this week is Cradlebook 12, Waybound. Y'all, it came out. 
Go ahead, Craig. Your problem, Mike, is that I haven't started reading yet because I'm still I'm ju- I just finished book ten on my reread. Oh, okay. So there's some background here. Um, someone on Will White's team screwed up the like Amazon pre-release thing. Uh, so I had I had ordered it. I had pre-ordered it. Uh, but that got canceled because all of the pre-orders got canceled because somebody did somebody did a whoopsie. I don't know exactly what or how, but it did. Um, so they basically, um, instead of doing the pre-releases, they just put it out at the end of a live stream where Amazon usually takes anywhere from like four to 24 hours to uh, go from the thing being released to it actually being out, unless you've done pre-order stuff and set stuff up ahead of time. So the game, or the game, the book that was supposed to be out on June 6th actually came out on June 4th. I had finished it by June 6th. I finished reading the book by the day it was supposed to release. <laughs> nice. And it's real good. Uh, I've decided to pause my uh, Cradle reread for all of this to catch the one uh, Will White series that I hadn't done yet, which was Elder Empire. So I'm on the... One of the two first books for that, uh, it's a weird format. There's six books, but it's like two concurrent books three times, if that makes sense. Anyway, uh, Waybound, Cradle, book 12. Finish the series. Real, real good. Look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Tori, you're up. Uh, my good thing this week is the latest T. Kingfisher book. I've talked about T. Kingfisher on the podcast before. Uh, Her latest book is um, A House with Good Bones. It was suitably creepy. Um, Involved uh, creepy children underground and uh, grandma may or may not be haunting the house. Like, uh, yeah, lots of uh, suitably scary parts like... um, not jump scare, but, you know, the, the psychological terror that kind of makes you go, oh, I don't like this. This is making me uncomfortable. Like, that kind of scary. And, um, yeah. If you if you like creepy things, I highly recommend. That's A House with Good Bones by T. Kingfisher. Neat. Also neat, yes. Um, all right, so... Neat and logical, too. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. Uh... Now it's time for Craig to do good thing. No. He's shaking his head. Apparently I've mixed up how we do this this episode. It's time for Ada stuffies. You (laughs) caught me at the perfect time when I was trying to type, so I muted my mic, and you're like, I'm going to call out Craig right now. And I'm like, oh, God. Uh, So what do we do instead? Do we do, do we do Dave, Dave chapters? I think we do Dave chapters. It's been so long. Mike's like, how do I, how do I podcast? (laughs) What's a, (laughs) what's a podcast? Is this a diorama? I swear what we've been doing this podcast? for 250 episodes, guys. Oh, not quite yet. <laughs> I'm getting there. I rounded up. Oh, I may have a surprise for episode 250. Ooh. What? Yeah. Oh, soon we're going to need two bites to keep track of the episode number. Mm, nice. No, we'll just uh, let it roll over and go into negatives. So, since mm, it's been so nice. long. I mean, if that's the case, if it's a signed bite, we're already in negatives. <laughs> we're already in negatives. <laughs> since it's been so long, what chapters are we doing? <laughs> oh, thank you for asking, Tori. We have done chapter f- 5 through 12 this week. That's a lot of paters. So, Dave, why don't I you read some bullet points for us? I looked at that, and I'm like, we, there's no way we're doing 
six chapters, but I was thinking Stormlight chapters, not <laughs> Could you imagine doing that many Stormlights? <laughs> if they were all interludes. What if we just read the interludes? Then that would be that interesting. Would be, uh, that would be a different what? story. What if we recorded an entire podcast without getting off track and delaying things by 10 minutes? Uh, it's impossible, Dave. That would I'm, be the end of the I'm world. waiting for you. That would be a sign of to the read end your times. Ch- to read your bullet point, Dave. You're right. right. Chapter five. The, the last time I tried to speed things up, uh, it went badly. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, I need Good to. Times. Good I, times. I, 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 I haven't listened to the spoiler section of that episode yet, so. I'll get to it. That's all right. I'm going to die by embarrassment. Secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> all right. So chapter five of The Lost Metal by Brandon Sanderson. Hey, it doesn't take several minutes to load my notes. Politicians are worse <laughs> than serial killers. Wax said it. If you show an earring in the mantle on book one, it had better get mailed to the protagonist by book seven. I mean, that's just classic rules, right? Yeah. But pretend I put all the prepositions in the right spots. Let me try that again. If you show an earring on the mantle in book one, it had better get mailed to the protagonist by book seven. Well, that's classic Chekhov, yeah. Yeah. Chekhov's, Chekhov's earring. Hemallergic, <laughs> Chekhov's hemallergic earring. Wax does not have enough bags of holding for a third kid. Not that you should keep your kids in bags of holding for extended periods of time, but you know what I'm getting at. No, bags of holding bad. Uh, handy haversicks, just fine. You can you can keep kids in a handy haversack. Oh, do they have oxygen in them? All right. We'll say uh, yes. <laughs> Le- lessons. I mean, you could always just put a put a plant in there, right? You wouldn't get sunlight, so you'd also have to put a lamp in there. Um, or no, an it actual like play. A, it could be like a fungus or moss, like some some kind of fungus that can, uh, you know, convert carbon dioxide into oxygen. Yeah, some kind of underdark thing. I bet. Light. An an actual play podcast uh, that I listen to. When they were doing D and D, they kept teams of interns in their handy haversacks. Ah. <laughs> They're useful when you when you needed to throw some people away. Uh. No, I could see just like you, you open the sack and be all like, "Hey, I need somebody to research this <laughs> obscure historical fact about this region we're in." Thank you, and then like check back later. Any answers so wait, on that? Keeping interns, keeping interns in a handy haversack. Where it's kind of like having a copper mine, then. Uh, you you do have to throw food in there once in a while. Mm. Or you actually don't, but you should. (laughs) All right, lessons with Uncle Wayne. Max is not sad that he's flying. Guys, do you ever worry that we don't make enough Homestar references on this show? No, we're good. Yes, Dave, it keeps me up at night. Mm. And that's the end of Chapter 5. I'm so glad that Max takes after Steris. That is a winning family right there. They all like to fly. Except Steris. <laughs> no, Steris loves to fly. She likes she gets she enjoys the the thrill of being scared of flying. Max just enjoys the flying. So he's a little bit of both. Both of his parents. Maybe maybe huh. more wax than Steris, like How guess. ironic. <laughs> but uh guys, have you noticed that I feel like Brandon has a thing for flying. There's always there's always a character that like somehow flies and it's the best thing ever. It's like the freedom, the movement, and the sky's there. It's like we got Calden, we got Vin, we got Wax, we got Max. Name three planets. <laughs> There's always another flying character. 
and always as Kelsier very famously said, are brutally killed, and flying is the best. That's, that's yeah. Life. I I think he's just got like a checklist. It's like, okay, have I got my flying character? Have I killed the horses? Like, okay, this book is complete now. <laughs> checklist. Yep, horse dead. Check. Do we have a sidekick character that everybody loves? Mm, that's just good writing. Have we introduced an earring? Yeah, they they has did someone in that. shot that mm-hmm. earring yet? <laughs> All right, moving on. I guess this whole chapter is just uh, them. Oh yeah, leaving we didn't we didn't group. actually. <laughs> no, I, nobody actually uh, translated Dave's notes into actual events yet. I, I we, feel we like that part. I feel like Dave's bullet points will have to hold up the chapter on its own just because it's been so long wait. since we've read it i yeah well yes actually yes tori um in this chapter harmony is, ke- keeps trying to talk to wax and he's like no leave me alone Do hold on is, is this time? guys is this the part where craig tells us that he had three weeks to read seven chapters and didn't <laughs> i've been reading cradle you know exactly <laughs> what my excuse is I, I was hoping to get there before June you didn't 6th. Read, I'm getting close. But you didn't read Spugamuffin's Chronicles Chapter 12 or whatever Mike said came out this week. Yeah, well, that's because I'm still doing a reread. See, the thing is, Book 8 is my favorite, so I plowed through that, but then I got to Book 9, and that's a slow. That slowed me down. Craig and I are both on book on, on Team Book 9 Sucks. I'm going to apologize to has, all of our listeners that actually wanted to hear about the Lost Metal today, because apparently that's not <laughs> happening. Welcome to the Cradle Deep Dive Podcast. Don't worry, I'm they're all asleep. <laughs> so uh, now now that I've outed Craig, uh, I also didn't read this in the three weeks that we had. Ah, got him. All right. <laughs> Did Tori read it? I don't remember if I read all of it, actually. I don't remember where we started or ended. I don't remember what the chapters it's like were. It's always like, to me. I remember this chapter <laughs> that we're talking about now. Maybe I'll remember the others after I hear about them. But <laughs> Guys, we chapter are six. so good at doing this. Most important question, Dave, did you read the chapters? Chapter six. No, he had ChatGPT write his bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> Bomb grenade. The cycle is unarmed and cornered. Remember that time Seized got really huge? Mm. Trell has a crush on Marasi. What kind of Farukamist doesn't practice indeed? Since when does shooting a bloodmaker in the head kill them? The found metal. GG. <laughs> I mean, it's the lost metal. They found it. I assume that's the end of the book, so I just stopped reading there. Oh, all right. Well, so Dave read all up to chapter six. Half of chapter six. Up so th- to chapter six. Is this where they half. kill a dude and he has a trell spike? Mm-hmm. Or an unknown spike, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they found the trell. The, yeah. the lost metal. So this is back to Wayne and... This is actually Marasi's point of view. And she has this iron steel pushing... <laughs> dang it. She has this steel pushing grenade that Alec gave them, Opposite I guess. iron pushing. Steel pushing. All right, steel pushing. That's my, uh, that's my mnemonic is <laughs> doing this. That's how I remember it. Uh, uh, so if if you were a patron, you could have uh, joined us for this recording and seen what Dave just did. I can't describe it properly. So he's 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 showing off pushing and pulling. It's pretty clear. Yep, miming it. Uh, 
And apparently Trell was waiting for Marasi to like step into his clutches or something. Patreon.com slash Cosmerecast. There's this guy, the Psycho. He's he works for the set. He's some that's some rank of the set, if you'll recall. He uh, apparently has like three powers or more powers or something, and Marasi's like, "What? He can't be healing." And so I think if you actually get big, that's ferrochemical pewter, not elementic pewter. Correct. Correct. So this guy gets real big. I remember that time Shazed was like in the walls of uh, Luthadel and the Coloss were coming in and he was like real big and he was high-fiving them as they were coming in. But then like he pulled a double reversal and he grabbed them in the wrist during the high-five and like suplexed them and then like mashed them down onto the ground. And then he was like, I didn't will. And then uh, he, he got real like... He also increased his mass so that he could hold a door. Dave, closed. Uh, huh? I don't. I need to slightly correct something you just said. Uh, uh, that's an arm drag, not a not a suplex. A suplex is where you like grab them around the body and then you 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 go backwards with them. Ah, man, you guys remember those that chapter a lot differently than <laughs> <Yes>. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from that, hundred percent accurate, perfectly spot on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this guy does that. Not quite as big, like, he's not city size. He still has to fit in the sewers. And Imarasi shoots him in the head, and she's like, that'll kill him. And I thought, I'm pretty sure that Miles' 100 lives got shot in the head and didn't die. Why does she think shooting this guy in the head is going to work? Wayne has, Wayne has splatted himself and crushed his entire body and gooped up on the ground and survived that. And he's just, like, a regular... Gold mist. Well, he's he's a twin born, but you, you know, as far he's, you know, he, he's he not meet a T one thousand. So yeah. Miles is De- a special case. Definite for chemist. Because well, Miles was doing some. Yeah, he was compounding. Um, so I think Wayne is a better you know, I example. Think, I don't think that it's necessarily a special. Case. Like it's just that he can. He has. He can swerve. He can. Yeah. No, no, no. We've had this com- conversation before. He can create metal mines. At a faster rate than a normal blood maker. Yes, but he can't. He can't tap it faster. He can't hold I, I wasn't more on to say him that, at any Dave. time. I was going to uh, say yeah. he has access to a lot more healing metal mines. Compared no, I'm, to I'm with Dave on this one. They're they're fu- for what is being described. There functionally isn't a difference between uh, a gold um, ferrucumist and a compounding gold ferrucumist. For like long term, yes, big difference. But but for like singular healing, no, there's not actually a functional difference, as long as they've got enough storage. And don't forget, you can always eat your gold rings and heal from them, like Sazed did. Only he forgot to eat him through his mouth. He ate him like directly into his stomach. Yeah, it happens. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, she shoots this guy in the head. He's kind of like starting to recover. So she <laughs> just carves his spikes right out of him which is pretty pretty gruesome and she finds three on world hemallergic spikes plus one that she suspects to be a trellium spike it's like it also it like doesn't play nice with the other three spikes and it has this weird like red splotches on it and she's like ah trellium and then uh the guy as she's like killing him the guy talks about ash falling from the sky but we've been making that joke for five years 
Wait. Gotta catch them all. Is this an actual book where ash falls from the sky? We talk about ash falling from the sky on like in like every novel. Like uh, ash no longer from. falls from the sky as oh. as of era two. Uh, the the ash mounts are inactive. Uh yeah, and I do have to give uh, Brandon some credit as far as ash falling from the sky and the sun being red. Totally checks out. I've seen oh. it for myself this past week. Um, I'm True. just saying, like, I didn't realize how accurate that description was until I actually saw it with my own eyes. I was like, that is a red sun. Yes. So f- for those of you not aware, uh, there were some Canadian wildfire fires. And if you live on the northeastern section of the U.S., uh, we got all the smoke. And for uh, a couple of days, we had really bad air quality. It was like looked apocalyptic in my opinion whereas i know people on the west coast yeah if you if you live on the west coast this is july this is july but for us this was rather (laughs) unique there's some pictures from like new york city where you like it looks like it's straight out of a blood moon from from breath of the wild very appropriate timing by the way um you've probably seen the picture from like Times square of the diablo 4 ad with the with the freaky sky in the background and nobody can actually prove that blizzard didn't set canada on fire to help <laughs> their ad campaign oh boy well i personally wasn't trying to make light of it i was just kind of mentioning it because i'm pretty sure I, I i tried to theory craft this red sun thing and like maybe ripped on it a little bit so i'll formally apologize to brandon sanderson uh, if he sends me a stamped envelope and writes up an apology for me to sign, I'll definitely sign it and send it back to him. And then unpluginated, you know, gotta love a, a good unpluginating. Wait, what chapter are we on? Uh, we're still on chapter six, seven, six, seven. Uh, that was chapter f- six. <laughs> All right. So, any questions about chapter six? They're in the sewer. What is the unpluginate? Oh, is that just removing the spike? Yeah. Yeah, didn't you ever read Mistborn, The Final Empire? It's your favorite Cosmere book, and you've never read it? No, I'm trying to interpret your words. It has nothing to do with... <laughs> Remember that time when Marsh unpluginated all those Inquisitors? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't, you, uh, don't you remember Jake the Unpluginator? Chapter and then, 7. And then Marsh was all like, well, I'm the highest ranking surviving <laughs> member of this government, so I'm king now. <laughs> Uh, and now he's just death anyways she get the spikes they get she gets this ledger for evidence uh and she hopes wayne is still alive chapter seven i forgot what et metal means i guess they say twirly seeds because they haven't invented the helicopter yet thanks a lot say zed wax oh man they totally should invent the the helicopter and wax could like power it oh yeah you just have to push the pushy pushes. They have cars, don't they? Yeah. So maybe Whack. they inv- they have engines. They just haven't discovered lift yet. In steel pushing <laughs> around the city, Wax planet. has destroyed but, multiple cars. Right. My not my Cabbage Corp. Uh, uh, which which I want to say is like Era 2's version of murdering a horse. <laughs> in, in fact, if you think about it, it's even more horses because like engines are what. These engines would be like, what, 30, 40 horsepower? Yeah, that's a lot of horses. Get them all out of the way early. So, yeah, they, the things that I call helicopters, they call twirly seeds. And Max just has a pocket full of them, and he drops them off the roof. And they go... With that exact sound. Mm-hmm. 
Wax is happy, content, playing fetch without ten soon. Wax goes to meet Sid. All right, take it, Craig. So at metal is Cezedium, except Ceza doesn't want his name as part of it, so they get, they call it at metal instead. It's like how Gwen, or Glenn Howerton didn't want to be uh, didn't want a character named after himself for uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So this this is where the Max and Wax went flying. They're like at the top of a tower, and I guess true? I guess they they're at the Charlie top of the tower. That also, they live at. Charlie and Mac also had their names be their characters, but I don't yeah. think D, not D or Danny. She wasn't one of the creators. Neither was he. Danny DeVito didn't join he until, didn't come season, until two. season two. Season two, yeah. Uh, Max drops some twirly seeds from the tower so he can watch it go beep, 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 or whatever sound Dave made. No. Thank you, Dave. Um, and yeah, Wax is content with his family. Um, I, I don't oh, know he if looks I should... off to the Okay, he looks off to the roughs in the distance and he's like, I miss it, but I'm on a different kind of adventure here. I was I was going to make a I... slate against our boy Dreamy Calden because... We have a different main character now, so it's a different perspective. I, I know we've been immersed in Stormlight Archives, so it's different. I bet Wax is thinking about how, like, if God hadn't personally tried to uh, completely destroy his life, he might have had, you know, blob babies with with Lessie out in the out in the roughs. You think they would have had blob babies? Well, she's a Chandra, so yeah, they don't but... have they don't have human formed babies they might not How would have they? any there's no babies. bones who said he would have babies maybe maybe no blob babies says they don't have babies <laughs> uh, uh they do multiple times over the course of the books we've read but blob babies no i mean who says that the less you never conceived is what i'm saying so wax and max are are bonding it's very nice and uh then wax decides hey there's an airship coming in i'm gonna go visit so that's him going to go meet Sid. And that's the end of this week's chapter six. Seven. seven. Chapter seven. Oh, and he goes to meet Sid. Did you say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because there's uh, an airship. There's an airship. <laughs> I know at least Tori, Tori nodded to me, so I know okay. she heard me. Yep. Chapter hey, folks, eight. if you want to see Tori nod, uh, <laughs> just join our Patreon. We already did this. Cancel. Undo. Undo. <laughs> Chapter 8. When people used heme allergy, that made ruin stronger, right? So what happens when there's harmony? So, like, I, all right, and they do touch up on how harmony is able to control people with multiple heme allergic spikes, but didn't also, like, people using, uh, people using heme allergy, didn't that, like, just give raw power to ruin as well? I don't think so. He, he or gets did it just access- let him control the people that were spiked? Yeah, he gets access uh, to them because they're spiked, but I don't think it increases powers. Yeah, there's there's not a lot that people can do on an individual level to ex- to uh, power up a shard. Well, to affect the power level of a shard, it's mm-hmm. their their power is more or less infinite, as I understand it. So, so if I may, uh, in the last book, uh. Nightblood took a chunk out of Odium, which is basically nothing. Even Nightblood doing what he did still barely affected a shard. What a hero. It's like a 0.01%. Like, we're, we're talking tiny. Even still, it's more significant than, let's say, endowment constantly giving people a little bit of um, breath. Like, it's it's so it's so tiny. It's ridiculously tiny. 
Okay, so we're not going to be entering a situation where people are using hemolurgy and that like increases an imbalance within harmony where ruin starts to take over the persona. I bet Nightblood would be uh, all about hemolurgy. Nightblood hmm. would want to be a spike. I bet Nightblood has some completely unpowered at this point uh, hemolurgic properties that he's stabbed people through the heart to gate. Whoops, um, accidentally a spike now. Hmm. I mean, I feel like a lot of swords and spears and just general Ooh. weaponry okay. is, is hemallergic at this point. It's just, it wasn't done with intent, and the the bits of metal weren't kept in blood, so the charge sort of functionally went away. So, so intent does play a large part in how magic throughout the Cosmere plays. So I think not having intent does play an effect. But uh, the main thing I was going to say is I don't think Nightblood can be a hemallergic spike because it's already invested. And as we've seen, things that are invested resist more investiture. He he Do drinks you? investiture. That's different than than completely getting it like shoved in, I think. All right, so let me rephrase. Intent is a large part of every magic system, and... Intent is spelled with a capital I because it's the first word of that sentence. Sure. I yeah. spelled uh, when I said intent, I spelled it with a lowercase I because there is a way to handle hemallergic spikes that pre- that like preserves the the power in them, and that's that's all I was leaning toward. I, I was using it the capital I intent way, as in how the rest of the Cosmere uses it. Intent sister. All right. So we're not gonna have like. Dr. Jekyll, Ruin, and Mr. Harmony. Wait, you don't know that? Yeah, the, okay. not, not, not in the method that you're saying, but who knows? Says it might know. All right. What? He's already <laughs> hulked out once. Now he can be God Hulk. Huh. <laughs> if the captive's hands are behind their backs, then how does Wayne see their cards? Because they're just spread in front of them, I thought it said. But the hands are behind their backs. Dude, this isn't serious. Don't overthink this. It's legit as goofy as so you're he deals out. He deals out the hands to the prisoners, and yes. he puts the hands behind their backs. See, no. when you hold or no, the cards that you have in, front of in a game are called a hand, and also the things at the end of your arms are called hands. <laughs> and Dave is making a pune or play on words. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh... Uh, so this is an example of a, a, explaining a joke being funnier than the joke, and that's a style of humor that I'm really a big fan of, because when you explain the joke, when you go into the minutiae of it, it can take something unfunny, and you just keep pounding at it until eventually people get so tired of hearing you talk about the minutiae of it that they'll just laugh out of pity. I don't think that applies to this situation. You're not even getting a pity laugh, now. No, just because what I said was funny to begin with, so it doesn't apply. <laughs> Next. Chapter. <laughs> uh, Wayne thinks Marasi turned to cannibalism. Aw, he misses Milan. I wonder if instant backup will be as gruesome as squashed tomato. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just, it was literally just Marasi using a cadmium bubble. Uh, mysterious Ninja Girl. I forgot about her. Hmm. Don't ever forget about Mysterious Ninja Girl, Dave. Maybe it was Nikki Savage. So, yeah. yeah uh, long story short. Marasi uses a cadmium bubble so that Wayne can go get instant backup. And then when she's waiting for Wayne to return, she sees a mysterious ninja girl. And, you know, then Wayne finally comes out. She's like, oh, Wayne, did you see that mysterious ninja girl? And Wayne's like, of course not. She's a ninja. 
and then they all you know arrest the rest of the captives here and they they won good job good they go team constables see when someone says ninja girl i think my first thought is chic that's probably my go-to my first thought is the half-orc girl from Order of the Stick. <laughs> I was I was oh about to gosh. ask. I, I was about to ask if you guys like remembered who the ninja girl was because I thought I might have, and then I I have the Coppermine summary open and it tells me who it is. So is it Vin? Is it Vin come back from time? Oh, this is a big old refo. I'm Dave. I'm that come on, death means death means something in Brandon's books. Characters don't just come back for no reason. They come back for very small reasons, like Kelsier deciding he just didn't want to die. <laughs> like he didn't want to die. Well, I mean, Vin did hold the power of preservation for a moment. And, you know, bringing people back from the dead isn't the same thing as time travel. And they are in this underground cavern and Vin spent some time in caverns. All right, counterpoint. We legit saw Vin on screen say she's done, and she moved on. Yeah. And Vin has never lied before. That was in the past. That was in the past from Vin's perspective. Wait, what if some Chandra, like, actually ate Vin's corpse? Come on. You're not supposed to do that. Sazed laid it out all nice and and sweet on the the grass when he rebuilt the world. What other ninja girls are there? Lift? Is this someone that I might guess who it is or is it just like no yeah but craig said it's a rafa so that makes me think it's somebody uh, it's it, it, it you will probably find out if you keep reading. you have not seen this person before i'll give you that i haven't seen her in person so it's nikki savage you will see her again <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll i'll go ahead and let you know you're gonna see this character again in this book it's not just a one shot in this scene, a stranger in a mask comes up in a speed bubble or it comes up to a speed bubble and then leaves and then doesn't show up again. Wait, she's wearing a mask? Is it that girl from Roshar? But it's not that kind of mask. Chapter right. nine. <laughs> Chapter what he said. Can they find a different word besides skimmer? Wax is not going to get the good ending in Link's Awakening. Isn't skimmer a type of boat? Like that's legit just what you call it. And though skimmer is a type of misting, or ferrucamist. Skimmer is a common name for birds in the genus Rhinechops. Wow, there's even more types of skimmers. Uh. A water strider or skimmer, a common name <laughs> for insects so, in the family. All right, so here's how this scene goes. They drive up and they're like, hi, this is the skimmer. We're going to give you some medallions so that you can become a skimmer. Oh, you're already a skimmer. Well, let's take the skimmer back to the airship. Skimmer, dinghy. <laughs> the skimmer is an American sailing dinghy that was designed by some dude for amateur construction in 1933. They're also the bugs from Wet Dry World in Mario 64. Ah, oh, the tech tights. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Wax is not going to get the good ending in Link's Awakening. Uh, Adal, isn't that the guy who made the melting chocolate clock factory? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raul Dali yep. made the melting chocolate clock factory. Exactly. <laughs> Gosh, that's too many. Those are jokes for Tori. All right. Um, Max is not the worst companion to have along during tense negotiations. So, all right. I I want to get some heavy theory crafting from from all of y'all's. What happens when you pee while filling an iron mind? So you're making yourself lighter while peeing. 
Are you are you right, asking if the P the, retains the the reduced weight basically? Yes. And and if not, what are the repercussions of that? Uh, I think once it's no longer connected to your body, it no longer counts as part of you. Yeah, that tracks. So, so basically, if you if you're on an airship and you got one of these skimmer medallions and you take a dump on the airship, that just it massively increases the weight of the airship and it's no longer able to stay afloat. No, I don't think that's how it works. I honestly think you just get rid of less mass when you poop and you're 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 storing a metal, um, an iron mine and then, you know, even when you stop it or it leaves your body, it's still the same amount of mass that you've removed Why from your body. We always talk about flying excrement in this podcast. <laughs> uh okay, Dave. I think there's there's something you're overlooking here, which is airship design. Um, because the because the weight is so crucial to all of this, of course they they flush immediately and they just dump everything wherever they are. So it's very much a Dave Matthews Band tour bus situation. That's <laughs> uh. <laughs> very particular. <laughs> Uh, for those that don't know, uh, years and years and years ago, the Dave Matthews Band tour bus uh, dumped their septic tank into a river that people were underneath in a boat at the time. Why would it was they very fly? Bad. Well, they're not supposed to dump it in a river in the first place, so yeah. like, there's strike one. Uh, but yeah, it was a real bad time for just everybody involved. I believe they got sued. Like, that's just a bad decision from step one. Actually, maybe step zero, maybe think about emptying it when they were, I don't know, staying wherever they had to stay. Yeah, you'd think they'd have some kind of protocol for that. Uh, So anyway, um, umbrellas are very, very common in the Malwish Empire, is what I'm saying. (laughs) It's not ash falling (laughs) from the sky. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... And and there is a a booming... uh, business opportunity available for anybody who wants to grab it in uh in the basin now so mike's in agreement with me uh the the excrement would increase to regular mass and probably throw off the uh the very meticulated balance of weight on the airship and i'm saying it will not increase in mass i'm with mike because mike's with me what, Tori, are, are you with me, or are, you, are we three versus one here? Oh, geez. Um, or or fourth option. There could be a fourth option, third option. <laughs> In which case, you'll automatically lose. See, I, I'm thinking of <laughs> airship design, and, like, no, the, the umbrella thing is making sense to me, because, like, why wouldn't you just have a hole in your ship? For- oh, no, they're totally pooping <laughs> over the side of the ship. Yeah. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. Well, they're not pooping over the side of the ship, Craig. They're not savages. <laughs> There's a they're hole not in Nikki this ship. Savage. <laughs> There's a hole in this ship that they're Nikki pooping. Nikki Sausage. Uh, no, I, I think I agree that right. when it is no longer touching you or a part of you, then it's no longer subject to the um, medallion's effects. That's that's my that's my thoughts. Unless your poop spren, uh, upon forming, uh, takes on the identity of being lighter because that's what it was while that's it was called inside a fart, your body. Mike. It's called a fart. Moving on. Counterpoint, uh, our digestive system, everything that's in it is technically 
outside of our body because we are just donuts. Oh. Uh, that only matters if the people on the planet, for like in aggregate, think of it that way. And I bet you they don't. <laughs> oh, man. Throwing cognitive stuff at me? All right. I was actually, no. Seriously, though, I was just thinking, does the food. So so let, we don't have to go excrement here. We can just keep it with food. If you eat No, no, no. Let's talk poop, friend. <laughs> if you eat something and you start tapping a metal mine, what would that decrease the food that's in your body? Like, I don't see why it would affect it. I, I say, yeah, yes. And you here's yes. why. Because yeah. there are metal mines that convert the energy from your food into the metal mine and fill the metal mine. Yeah, but that's oh. specifically for the metal mine. That that's we're, I'm we're also iron. we're also well established that any metals inside your body and just in your mouth with your mouth closed or in your stomach counts as inside your body can't be affected by outside allomancy, or at least not as easily. So we have an established precedent of what counts as inside the body. And the digestive tract is part of that. No, Mike is sounding correct here. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm, I, I like, I like that argument. That's a good one. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to think about, like, because I'm food and excrement. It's weird. This is a, this is a weird. We gotta get Chris and Nas on this. <laughs> All right, Chris and Nas, uh, longtime listeners, <laughs> just hit us up if you want to <laughs> guest on the show. Uh... Alright. What were we talking so, yeah. about again? Well, Alright, so let's in this chapter, you know, <laughs> Waxen's talking to Cap former Captain Dahl and Dahl is, you know, talking about how he thinks that uh, the Mawish have been getting a crappy deal with their trade situation with the Ellendell Basin. Uh, and then Wax gets back and has I don't know, a telegram from Marasi or something that says more news at three. So yeah, now he has to go meet Marasi and Wayne at 3 a.m. to find out what's the more news. I don't like this doll guy. I mean, psh, what kind of name is Matilda? Alright. Uh, chapter 10. You guys aren't talking very much today. <laughs> chapter 10. I was trying to think of like a rolled doll thing I could throw out, and I was just stuck on James and the Giant Peach, and I, I got nothing there. <laughs> you could talk about Salvador doll. Salvador? Salvador? Chapter 10. Wilhelmet and Gemdwin is a mouthful, approved by expert types. It's not illegal to ship things to Ellendel? Okay, naive pants. What are why are food shipments suspicious? Marasi wants to infiltrate the next shipment out. If only they knew someone who could eat the cycle's bones and take on his likeness. Three ellipses. Yams <laughs> opposed police reform. Silly your, your ellipses there's no ATM anymore. Only, oh, that's right, at metal. See, I remembered throughout the reading. It was nice of Marasi to save Wayne a sandwich. Okay, time Wait. out. <laughs> we got Ada and Stuffies. <laughs> there they are. Animals. <laughs> uh, she once again has about twice her mass in stuffed animals, like just clenched between her arms. <laughs> Bye, Ada. That Fish kid rum. is going to be swole from, like, just just <laughs> gripping those things. She's right, going to have arms like Sazed that one time. She needs more shoulder um, muscle mass. We're working <laughs> All right, on well, then get her get her some little, you know, half-pound dumbbells, Craig. See, the problem is and, the, the stuffed and animals. And them into her stuffed animals. They're not very heavy, so so she's well, good. I'm not, it's isometric. She's, she's working on her grip strength, man. True. 
True. Isometric exercise. Care to join me? Are you stretching your calves on the windowsill, Mike? I sure am. Be right. devilishly Seymour something. The Northern Lights. <laughs> All right. Finally, Wayne doesn't owe anyone money. The bean counters are from Tarkcell Industries. Come to give Wayne a check for the return on his generous investment. However, Wayne does not want to accept the money for fear that it will draw attention from tax collectors. He doesn't want to be audited and have people find out how much money he's been spending on wigs. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. No need to refo here. Also, I'm a little upset at this. uh, So I'm looking at the copper mine summary, and I'm going to call whoever edited this out. I'm calling them out because it says, I quote, when she meets Wayne again in the lunchroom, he steals her sandwich. No, Wayne doesn't steal anything. Fix it. Yeah, Marasi gave it to him. Yeah, she saved it for him. Fix it. He doesn't steal anything. Wayne trades for things. Yes. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. That was old. Old Wayne would steal. New Wayne borrows. No, and trades. old Wayne doesn't. Old Wayne never stole either. He trades. He always trades. He has always traded. He often trades for things that the person who previously owned the thing wouldn't want. But that's not his problem. Yes, fix it. Continue. So... You have to. You have to summarize it, Dave. None of us read this. All right, Craig. Except maybe explain, explain who Wilhelmette and Gemduin are. I don't know. And say their names. Are they, are they the tax collectors? I would like to jump in here. Uh, their names are just fine because neither of them starts with a K. Isn't, oh, isn't Willamette variety. where you're trying to get to on Oregon Trail? <laughs> I thought that was Oregon. <laughs> oh, apparently they're constables. I've clicked on their entry and they are constables. Yeah, they're female constables that Marasi inspired to join the I force. mean, these are important characters and I definitely remember who they are. <laughs> <laughs> we have another yeoman situation here. <laughs> yeoman? Who's that guy? Also, I did not read chapter 10. I apparently only read through chapter 9. Because Was it yeoman or the other guy whose name starts with a Y? <laughs> See, Yaden. Exactly. Yaden. Yeah, I don't know Yaden. Yeoman, I know. Or the planet uh, Yolan. Tori was going to explain why she only read through chapter 9. I don't know. I guess I probably just trailed off and didn't get back to it. It was probably one of those like, oh, we're not recording this weekend. I've got time. I can do that later. And then I, I never got back to it. Guys, nice. I had three weeks to catch up. I'm like, I should just do this so I won't be behind. I mean, I should have checked and uh, been like, did I finish the chapters? But then I didn't remember what chapters we were on. And I didn't want to ask. How so. could you possibly know that? <laughs> right. I made a decision to just not read and, and lean on the copper mind this week. All right, so let's go one at a time. All right, so there's this picture of a giraffe that looks like a guy, or the guy looks like a giraffe. I don't remember. I, he seemed like maybe he was a coloss blood on the constabulatory force, and Wayne drew a picture of him, and he writes the caption, approved by expert types, which, if you take the first letter of each word, is a bet, and I bet that this guy turns out to be assisting the criminals. And Wayne was planting a clue here. It's not illegal to ship things to Ellendel. All right, so their main focus here is preventing the set or whoever from shipping weapons and supplies out to the outer basin. Uh, so you know that they're kind of okay. We got to stop them from supplying the outer basin. But it's very easy to send threatening things in the mail into Ellendel as well, and I don't know why they just kind of brush it off like it's non-threatening. Uh, could be 
explosives. It could be some kind of biological weapon. It could be Dave. Stop talking it could sense. Could just be other Get that supplies. Like if they're in cahoots, they're trading stuff back and forth. Like if they have an enemy within the walls, they also don't want that enemy supplied with anything. Like I don't understand why this just gets brushed off. But anyways, uh, they're sending food shipments out. And Marasi's like, it's just food. It's not so bad. But, like, you can hide stuff in food. You can package it in hemallergic cans. Like, there's all kinds of stuff. You can put a uh, coarse file inside of a baked cake. <laughs> yeah. And you can and then, put a handgun in a jar of peanut butter. That's why they don't let you have it on the airplane. And then, on the cake, in place of candles, you can put lit sticks of dynamite. Well, yeah, yeah I saw that one. That was a classic. But yeah, for some reason they have no concept of like smuggling things into the city as being Could potentially be dangerous in any way. Like yeah. like, but this the set is keeping track of the types of packages that are being inspected and not and that's that's concerning. So that you know, they do take alarm at that. And Marasi understands that there's a radio silence going on. They don't transmit information from the city to the outer basin so she says as far as the outer basin knows they're expecting this shipment that wayne just blew up so let's go ahead and give them what they're expecting and we'll go spy on them and i can have one of my totally not creepy faceless immortal buddies that doesn't bother office that doesn't bother bother ready at all (laughs) to eat the bones and yeah uh so ready is pretty disturbed by Marasi's uh, supernatural connections, we'll say. And I mean, I feel like Marasi is leaning hard on faceless immortals here and not leaning hard enough on faced mortal, i.e. Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Which would you Who, rather use, a faceless immortal or a Wayne with the hat? The proper when, when, when all you Wayne have going to be turned into a faceless immortal? When all you have is a faceless immortal, every problem looks like a nail. Okay, here's the thing. The Faceless Immortals are very well established as being just so bad at their job. (laughs) What? No, they were okay. Like, or (laughs) Remember that time Milan was at a bar and she just made her face (laughs) translucent so you could see her. They're bad now, but they used to be good. Okay, we're talking about now, Craig. What? They're the same exact... Contra no, 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 a thousand no. years ago. Hold on, hold on. No, seriously, though, the older generations were good at, you know, bluffing and stuff. The new Specifically generation... Specifically the third generation. Yeah, and the, the third generation. Milan and, and later generations, you know, they're, they're, they're younger. They don't care as much. They're not as good. Okay, but that's, that's who they have. Uh, and also, yep. they have Wayne, who, A, uh, has been trained as a constable, B... Marisi is used to working with C is better at disguising himself than many faceless immortals who can literally take the exact appearance of their target. Wayne's better because he doesn't take the exact appearance. He takes their patterns of speech, their, their way of movement, their facial expressions. He does it completely. (laughs) He immerses Uh, himself in the role. This yes. is where I remind Mike that Marasi does actually say that Wayne will will go with them as well and act as a lackey because he can use the accents of the outer basin and act like one of them. Okay, but 
we don't need a faceless immortal. We need a Wayne. Wayne is a method actor, and the Chandra are more like relying on prosthetics. Alright. So, blah, blah, blah. Shipment, blah, blah, blah. Cycle bones. Uh, Yams is this. So, uh, Marasi is proposing this police reform. She's like, hey, what if we actually respected the people we were trying to police? And Reddy's like, I sent it out to the other leaders at the other constabulary. Constable Yuri's, and uh, you know everyone's on board except this one guy Yams. But you know he'll come around. So oh, we'll see. That seems kind of like a uh, she's doing like the Sereni thing, where like she's trying to reform government and the establishment, uh, and we may or may not hear about it ever again. <laughs> um, hey, are you? potentially like me and you thought dave made up the name yams uh it's there it's in the copper mind there's someone named yams mm-hmm. well it, it, we also had a yam it could be jams a yak uh no craig it's pronounced yams we have this established is- pronunciation guides for this does the copper mind have a phonetic spelling of the name nope. no so can we fix it it's J-A-M-M-S, and as we all know, every name that starts with the letter J is pronounced Y. Except Alamancer Jack? No, it's Alamancer Yak. Oh. And from uh, um, Skyward... Why do we even have the letter J? There's the call sign Yerkface. Yerkface. <laughs> but that's not Cosmere. It's Sanderson, it counts. Okay. So ready. So Marasi, I'm sorry, Marisi shows ready the trillium spec, and he's like, "Is that atium?" And I'm like, "There's no atium anymore. It's it's all et metal now." And that's when it dawned on me that I remembered what et metal was. So had Craig not reminded me earlier in the episode, or had reminded me, I proved that I did remember at some point before starting today. Unless you secretly type this after I... I told you, I can't edit my notes on the fly. I can't write my notes on the fly because I don't have a small enough pen. (laughs) And Jeff Goldblum isn't available. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, metal. So it was nice of Marasi to save Wayne a sandwich. And also there were these accountants that showed up looking for Wayne. And Reddy's like... Uh oh! It seems like Wayne owes someone dangerous some money, but I think I think that they owe him money. Uh, is uh, that because you've read whatever the next chapter is that has that information? No, it didn't happen in this week's chapters. This no, is what I wrote didn't. at the okay. time of reading this chapter. But um, there are a couple of possibilities that went through my mind. One is he did like legit invest money in Sophie Tarkcell, right? He did. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it could be they could be people from her corporation. It could be also. And wasn't she making girl- the light bulb or something? Like, what, what was it? Some no, some- that was Edison. <laughs> I meant uh, on Scadrial. Uh, Edison's no, never was- been on Scadrial. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. She uh, cleared oh, that right up. Her her dad is the Scadrial equivalent of Tesla. Uh, Dave, I do need to correct something from earlier that Craig was kind enough to point out to me that I goofed on. You have seen a uh, mysterious masked woman before. Ninja girl. Oh, it's Sophie Tarksell. No, th- I forgot. Th- these are unrelated revelations. I forgot that person was person. So. Or are they? Oh, that'll give me something to think about and then have revealed in next week's chapters, maybe anyway. 
All right. I honestly so, don't know when that happens. Is uh, it somebody from Scadrial? Look, we're not going to tell you, but you're welcome to theorycraft. All right. All right. None of this matters because uh, next chapter, guys, it's an Alec chapter. I know. I'm looking forward to seeing what but you guys on, are. I'm not done. Uh, so my first. So one of my theories is that these are accountants that work for Sophie Tarkcell. My other theory is maybe they work for that girl, what whose dad Wayne shot, and he kept giving her money, and maybe she wants to like try to pay him back, and that explains why he's trying to avoid them because he doesn't want to take the money back from her. All right, chapter Alec. Those are some good guesses, Dave. <laughs> Chapter 11. Chapter Alec. Alec. Is, <laughs> Alec is best boy because he bakes pastries. Adolin can fall off a cliff. I don't care Whoa. about Adolin anymore. <laughs> Alec Whoa. forever. You just went chalk. Wow. <laughs> buttons. Like, at least pick Renarin. Everyone forgets about him. <laughs> Who? Or at least Dalinar did. <laughs> I'm casting May Whitman as Renarin. As you should, yes. All right, um... What's harmonium? I only know of Cezedium. Hey, at metal, there it is. We figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out last chapter. You were sleeping. I know whom I'm casting as Milan. Harmony is sending Chandra out to the Cosmere to spy on other planets. Why now? What's the rush shoe? <laughs> Alec brings the pastries so the gang can get their meal on. But Wayne is so tense he can't even drink his shock. Big feel. I mean, do you ever, like, be nervous about your situation with a girl and not be able to eat anything, even though you're characterized by constantly having a cookie or whatever? Yeah. Uh, my issue is more that I am extremely forgettable and have some minor issues with uh, object permanence. So hot drinks very quickly become cold drinks. Mm. <laughs> That's good, too. I like some cold hot chocolate. <laughs> Uh, I I am an unfortunately forced to drink it more often than I'd like, but yeah. What? You're forced I, to drink it more often than you like? He's basically yeah. saying he because forgets it's cold? it a lot. Because it's cold. Oh, you, you, okay, the cold hot chocolate, yeah. I, I, I fix a hot chocolate, and then an hour later, I remember that I had fixed hot chocolate an hour previous. I should fix some hot chocolate. Yeah, hot chocolate recording. sounds really oh, good. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to post it? Right, Mike's looking up the gif of Ned Flanders hot chocolate right now, I think. This has happened before. There was an episode where we were all like, oh, <laughs> hot chocolate, and then we all had it afterwards. Do you remember that? When was that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, uh, unfortunately, Milan can't stay. But why does she have to leave so ten soon? Uh-huh. And then finally, Wax says his famous catchphrase. Catchphrase. All right. Gotta uh, catch them all. Go ahead, Craig. Uh, Alec is best boy. No, if you want to know about Alex being best boy, you got to talk to those two. I'm I'm, not- I'm on team Alec. Don't get me wrong. I like Alec, but I think I like Adolin better. Alex I would I would not kick Adolin race crispy squares and lemonade. <laughs> if Alec knocked on my door and I didn't know who it was, I would I would I would talk to him. I would let. Well, I don't, I don't the know chances are you wouldn't because he'd be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, true. Yes, but if I've heard of him before. Then I would have a chat with them. Anyway, um, who, who are you casting as Milan? Uh, we'll find out. Oh, you, you're teasing. We will? Yeah, I love finding things out. Um, so it, we finally find out at this point that Harmony uh, is finally sending Condra out into the Cosmere. So before this point, uh, he, Harmony has not done so. 
So chronologically, this comes before Rushu, right? Or the Contra we've seen are not harmonies, as we've uh, seen. Yeah, so Dave, we have some evidence, not a lot, but some, that Contra are not unique to Scadrial. Well, yeah, there's one on Roshar. No, I mean, like, not every Chandra that we encounter is originally from Scadrial. That that the existence of Chandra is not unique in the in the Cosmere to mm. to Scadrial. Like they can come from other places. Hold, hold on, mm, I don't but think that's quite correct. But then you need a mystery. According Where else would there be mysteries? Uh, yeah, according to Coppermine, the Chandra are a species on Scadrial first created by the Lord Ruler. That's not, that doesn't mean they're all working for harmony and they stayed on Scadrial. That also, also doesn't, doesn't mean that mean... that's the only place they could be from and the only creation point that that they could exist from. I think that you might have something that's in essence the same as a chondra, but it wouldn't be called a chondra because it's not from the Champagne region of France. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, right. So okay. So basically, chondra are the result of hemallergic experiments, ultimately. Right. There's also the creating mysteries thing that we won't go into, but chondra are ultimately hemallergic creatures. Hemallergy is a universal power set, that basically, true, yeah. throughout the throughout the Cosmere. So right. assuming you don't need a mistrace to make a chondra, and I don't know that you necessarily do, there should be some way to to stab somebody just right to turn them into a pile of goo. Um, I'm not then, convinced yeah. that that's that easy, though, because if you keep giving someone spikes, you essentially turn them into a coloss. You can't really do two spikes and, and make a chondra. You, you need something else. There's something else happening to a human-like body to allow them to accept the spikes to turn into a chondra. Uh, what about shardic intent? What if there's another shard out there that's like, I would like to make some chondra, and uses hemology and is like, yeah, that works because there's a shard powering it. All right, we need to go over a couple things here. Uh, one, these blobs... They were blobs first, <laughs> and they continue to be blobs. Yeah. Second yeah. ball. Um, I can't argue against that, Dave. That's that is that is solid you, logic. That's just science. What did you say about hemology being cosmere wide? Does that mean Ruin basically got shafted and doesn't have his own power? It's more uh, like Ruin's like, oh man, I really like this power. We're gonna use that one. So what? Kind of. Ruin doesn't so, have a unique power, or he does, and we just don't know what it is yet. Okay, so there's. And There's also, actually only so many ways to use the magic of the Cosmere. Uh, yeah. We see it repeated a few times. So, like, um, light weaving is not unique to light weavers on Roshar. Like, there's illusion magic all over the place. We, we've seen it now on... this cell. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen it multiple places. It may not be called light weaving, but it's functionally the same thing. Hemology is kind of like that. Th- there's, there's differences, of course, like you said, with light weaving. Some do it better than others. But yeah. yeah, it's it's how you use the different. We'll call them surges because technically that's sort of what they are. It's it's ways to break down um, the the magic of the Cosmere. All right, I'm so, so excited now, for Dave to get to Trell or not Trell Tress. That's gonna be a real fun one for us. Which one's Tress? Is that where Hoyt is from? That's the yeah. Dragon Steel one. Yeah, Tress Tress of the Emerald Dragon Steel. Yep. Tress McNeil. <laughs> What's Tress? Tress is the next book. That's the one that was part of the secret special project there is one. No next, there is no next book. That's why we're scrambling to come up with podcast ideas. Incorrect. No, there is we've a got next three book. more secret projects starting with Tress, and then we'll see what the July Wait, one is. Is that out? You guys are forgetting that the J- next as of January book 1st. is White Sands. 
That doesn't exist. Yay, Tori! <laughs> if, if the diagram says so, then it must be true. Unless somebody is burning ATM or is a farseer or whatever. Is it written in steel? all splotchy over there. Is it written uh, in steel? I would like to shout out Tori for getting a couple of very, very good quotes captured <laughs> from this episode. Tori, would you like to read those out? Because, yeah. I mean, people can just listen to the episode. You guys said these things. Quote from Mike. No, no, no. You you got to read the quote. There should be a way to stab someone just right to turn them into a pile of goo. That was Mike. (laughs) Mike said that. We all heard it here. Uh, And from Dave, we've got these blobs. These blobs first. They will continue to be blobs. (laughs) Man, you just made me realize I don't really say quotable things. I'm sad. (laughs) Yeah, but you're you have the best like knowledge in theory crafting though. Except, All right, Craig. Except what I'm very uh, wrong. say Numuhuku Makiaki no. Island more. That's your quote. <laughs> that is the other. I don't get quotes. I get mispronunciations. The problem is we can't spell Craig's quotes. <laughs> I Listeners, for one five dollar payment on Patreon, you can ask Craig <laughs> to pronounce whatever you wish. I never set that up. We didn't settle on a price point, and I'd like I'm to be. I'm saying higher. it just now. No, $5 for Craig to say a word poorly. Uh, that sounds fair. No, no, no. It but could you get, be you well. You get your money back if he pronounces it right. It's, it's a gamble. <laughs> Either I'm going to pronounce it correctly or I will be very wrong. Listeners, for a one-time payment of $20, you can make Tori say something other than hello, internet, during the intro. No. Oh, I'll pay for that right now. All uh, right. Give it up. <laughs> Here it is. All right, so heme allergy, huh? So, all right, if you spike someone with iron on Roshar and give them, like, five or six heme allergic iron spikes, not god metal spikes, but just plain metal spikes, can Harmony just, like, fly over to Roshar and start controlling that person on Roshar? No. If Harmony, well, if Harmony wants to go to Roshar and deal with all the consequences of being on Roshar with all the other shards that are there... Uh, then yes, theoretically. Like two other I, I don't think there. it's that easy because it's it's all about connection. And just because you hemallergically spike someone, you're not giving them connection to ruin. Again, this okay, is not ruin's magic system. This is just Craig, one that ruin used. Yeah, he only asked about one shard. He didn't ask if any shard could do that. Which yes, they probably could. There there is a number of spikes at which point uh, a person can be shardically finger puppeted. So. In order to be shardically finger puppeted, that sounds so... It sounds so bad. <laughs> I, I, I was specifically talking about Ruin slash Harmony. But you, in order to be that... To, to in connect. order to be that thing, you have to have a connection to that shard, right? Probably. Uh, no, because, because hemallergy messes all that up. That's the point, is the more hemallergically hemallerged you are, uh, the more susceptible you are to shardic... You're, you're uh, saying it creates an opening that a shard could then puppet someone. But which no, shard Craig, gets to that would be you? the that would be the good way to say that. I was saying it much more awkwardly. <laughs> but which shard gets to puppet you? And I, I'm not convinced I guess I'll that's concede, the case. I'll concede I that am. preservation can't shardically puppet you because Ruin had Hold more on. power at the time. I could directly contradict this now based on what we've read so far. Okay, preservation couldn't because Ruin basically claimed hemallergy on Scadrial. And he, preservation and Ruin were like diametrically opposed. So there's there's that. 
But we also know that other shards can fiddle with people when they've been hemolurged. Can a Knight Radiant use Allomancy with any god metal? Or do you actually have to be an Allomancer from Roshar? Wait, wait, sorry, say that again? I was typing the mic. Well, if Mist can't use ATM or god metal... Anyone can use god metals, which is why we had to do the change where... Any, anyone. You don't even have to be invested. Right, anyone can right, burn a how god metal. Works. No, no, so th- that that has been the change. Basically, if it's a god metal, anyone can burn it. Or, yeah, can burn it. I still disagree. I still disagree, Brandon. I think it was perfectly fine for that to just be the special thing of Lorassium. I I think that w- would have been fine. But we'll see. I mean, we're going to get to the part where Wax starts burning Trellium and turns into a giant kaiju with big laser eyes and starts burning down the basin because they passed the law that he didn't agree with. And then swatting the airships out of the sky and climbing the Empire State Building... Uh, wait, what book are we reading? I don't even know what book you're reading. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so part of, part of all of this Trillium is... at some point. Part of all of this is that the, uh, the shard in question has to be paying enough attention to even notice that someone is spiked. Mm. And Honor probably isn't paying that much attention. My, so my understanding he of, did. of hemallergy is that it's essentially, it's essentially messing with the connection that someone has. You are taking someone's connection think think of it like if you literally think of a line drawn from a person to something they're connected to the spike is taking that line it's like a web like it's it's like a physical let's uh, no no string i'm gonna they i'm call gonna say it a web i'm gonna call it a string think of it like All there's right. a string t- hold on let me finish there's a string craig, tied to a craig's person. got line string web theory <laughs> Okay, there there let's just say there's a string from a person tied to a thing they're connected to. The spike is going through the string, pulling it away from the original person and putting it into another person. Like that's essentially what hemallergy is doing. It's moving someone's connection to somebody else. Um that's all it does. Now, as for why it opens it up to let's say on Scadrial, someone who is heavily spiked they are more open to ruins uh, influence, and not 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 pres- not preservations, strictly ruins. That I think is an open question. Maybe that's again because ruin is like, hey, I like this magic system. I'm not gonna let mine, and and so he just it it gives him maybe on schedule. Hemallergy has a little bit of connection to ruin because he sort of co opted it. Essentially, until like, Odium shows up. This is like, this is my magic system, therefore you're using my magic system, and therefore you have a connection to me. Because keep in mind, people on schedule already have some ruin inside of them. So we already know that ruin and preservation were kind of like kindergartners that were arguing over who got to play with the Legos. So you're also saying that if there was a fight over the magic systems, that ruin called it. And if someone else tries to use it, they don't get to use it because he called it first. But that's that's the thing. Uh, anyone can use hemallergy. That that's what Mike said. Like anybody anywhere in the Cosmere can use hemallergy. They just gotta figure it out. Bro, Whereas gonna cause some cause some stirs. I think. So somewhere. so so you think, think he can I think figure hemal- it out? I think hemallergy is gonna play a part in Odium's shenanigans. If that's how it works, like if Odium can show up and just start 
controlling people that are hemologically spiked and is probably more willing to do it than Seizet is. This then, is yeah. why... Although Seizet's not able to with the trolley. All right. This is why I the, think well, connection plays an important part still. We can't just ignore connection here. And there's a connection to the various shards. I just don't know if it's based on the metal that's used or if it's also something else. Maybe related to intent in some way. I don't know. And I will say that some of what we've seen uh, uses god metals and that changes the rules in ways that we don't necessarily understand. Wait, is Tress from this book? No. No. Okay. Because this book came out this year. No, this book came out last year. Oh, I forgot. November I forgot 2022. Right. Tress came out January 1st, 2023. I think we need to move on here, but uh, at the end of chapter 11... And we did Wax some good theory crafting. Yeah. Wax says his famous catchphrase, which we all know. Craig, what is it? Gotta catch them all. You just gotta, gotta do secret, secret stuff, stuff sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> no. Not today, I, death. I am the law. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I just watched a, a Brutal Moose video on Paul Blart 1. <laughs> and anyway, just, right, no sidetracks. Uh, Wax's famous catchphrase is, let me go get my goggles. <laughs> and then everyone cheered. <laughs> yeah. Uh Accurate. And I bet I bet Wayne has his goggles, and he went off to have a private conversation with Milan, which uh, we f- we get to hear in chapter twelve. And my single bullet point for chapter twelve: the one thing a gold mine can't heal is a broken heart. Oh, sad. The feels, the feels. But emotional alamancy can. <laughs> That's why it's, they have it's not emotional him. alamancy opium dens. It's not him, it's her. She she got a job overseas. That she willingly took and requested. Yes. Mm. Listen, it was never going to work out. I'm a thousand years old, and you're 30. And also, you're better at acting than I am. And I've been <laughs> acting for a thousand years. And I'm very insecure about that. Uh, there is a an interesting bit here where she says that she has to go to a land that Harmony calls Shadesmar... And I don't know why Harmony would call the cognitive realm Shadesmar. That's what they call it on Rushuar. Mm. So, is Milan Rushu? Uh, so, just side note here. Uh, also, no. Um, but Shadesmar could just be the general Cosmere term that they happen to use on Rushuar. Because keep in mind, Rushuar has existed since Adonalsium times. So, it could mm-hmm. just be, we call it Shadesmar. And, and the cognitive realm, it, it does play a stronger part on Roshar than any of the other books that yeah, we've Ro- read so far. Roshar has Spren, who can travel from the cognitive realm to the physical realm, so they've had access to, if nothing else, communication uh, to the cognitive realm for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years. I don't know how old this planet is. A billion years. It's also kind of quintessential in how Odium took over the planet, I think. He had to come over from Brazy, Braze, Braze. No, he, I wouldn't say Braze. he took over. Odium did not take over Roshar. He very much was opposed and having trouble trying to take it over. Yeah, Dalinar. Chapter 12. Wait, this was chapter 12. <laughs> we did it. Uh, Dave skipped over one of his bullet points. <laughs> yep. So uh, <laughs> when Milan is introduced in chapter 11, she's described as having, as being androgynous, 
smaller bust size than she's had before, short blonde hair, uh, short trousers. And Wayne says, uh, in you know, in Wayne's perspective, he calls it a fetching body. And maybe he has a type, you know, because he was also into... Uh, Renette. Into what Renette, yeah, thank you. So yeah. Yeah, but when when he first met her, she was not did not have an androgynous body. Androgynous. But um Yeah. yeah that, but he specifically says that this body is fetching. Yeah, okay. I mean But I mean I, Milan he also says Milan is fetching in anybody, but still. Yeah, I, I think Wayne just sort of appreciates the beauty of the human condition even when it's a, a blob of goo. The, the contra with, condition with crystal bones. <laughs> Wait, like he definitely has a, a preference, but I, I, I think under the right circumstances, Wayne would would be on board with a relationship with nearly anyone, and isn't uh isn't stuck up on uh on what their body particularly looks like necessarily. So really, her personality is fetching. Yeah, and also she can occasionally have very large breasts. All right, thanks for listening all. On that note, <laughs> I gotta go get my goggles. <laughs> Wait, so uh, is that seriously it? Be good. I mean, I'm good. I don't have anything else. All right, it's up to you Dave, your, your homework is to figure out who Ninja Girl is. We mm. want we want to hear some theories, either in your channel or next week. Or so may, maybe you'll know by next week. We'll have to see. Compile a list of every female character in the Cosmere <laughs> that you've seen. If If you do that... You might is it be the girl cracked. from? Uh, is it the girl that was chasing Hoyt in that one interlude in the in the water country? I, I will say she's more important than that. So it's yeah. I'm not gonna say anymore. What All right, bye, is she from? All right, bye. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, do we have spoiler to stop? Do we? I think that's up to you, Craig. Yep. Uh, I don't for this week, but hey, spoiler alert! Read. I will have some for next week. Well, no, yeah. that's not necessarily true. I can, I mean, the the thing is, we did some good theory crafting, and there's nothing that I need to not include Dave for because he get, he gets to be in our theory crafting stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, so that's fun. But I don't think I have anything for this week. Yeah, I'm good. I also am good. All right, so Dave's staying. Uh, play the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, bye everyone. Bye. Good everybody. night, internet. Good night, in- bye internet. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.